Don't do it. Don't do it. So guys, you can see before I start this, I actually just got, uh, I just launched these Simplify hats. Now, I started Simplify Apparel a long time ago, and it did really well. I remember the first day I launched it, I was doing like a 1000 a day. And I kind of just let it drift. Um, I think it was because I literally just did not believe in the quality of the products. I'd see people like take a picture with them after they've washed it a couple times and it like looked like washed out and like, I don't know, I just did not feel confident enough in the products for me to keep going. And what I did this time was I literally ordered like $900 worth of Simplify merch to my house. I have like so much over there. I got uh, shirts, hoodies, all of that. And then these hats came too. And I was so impressed with the quality of these hats. I go, I'm not using any of this other shit. Like, it's just like not the best print, not the best material. And I don't want to put my name behind anything that's not the best, honestly. So I said, you know, I think I'm just going to keep these hats as the bar. Like the hats have set the bar for quality. And if I want to release anything else, it's going to be at the same quality or better as these. Like, they're perfectly stitched, feel great, all of that. So you can check that out in the link below, simplifyapparel.com. They're pretty unique for sure. I, I think think this is going to go somewhere. But And the thing is, it's just not like... Um, the reason I'm doing it is because, like, I do love fashion and everything, and I do love putting splashes of color in a neutralized zone, basically, kind of like how I decorated my apartment. Um... But it's not like I'm doing it for the money at all. If anything, what I'm going to do is any profit, any dollar of profit I get from any of these hats, I'm going to put right back into it to find the next, you know, sourcer for a material or design or anything like that to make sure that whatever comes next is going to be the best it can be before I release it. And so I just want to make that clear. I'm not doing Simplify Pro for the money. I'm doing it just for the I guess the passion and the activity of it and just like just it's just another challenge like it's gonna be interesting because this will be literally starting with just hats and then expanding while reinvesting all profits I don't know I just want to talk about that um and I think it's it's a good way to transition to what I really want to talk about today uh the don't do it people now, I'm sure we've all gotten our fair share of don't do it, don't do it. And every time I hear someone say that to someone else, like when they're just trying to like start a business or or something, I don't know, guys, I, I feel like it's, it's pretty obvious what they're trying to do. They're saying, hey, man, you've been doing OK so far, but what why are you attempting to be great right now? Why are you attempting to ascend by higher than me? Don't do that, man. Just just don't do it. That's the way I perceive these types of people. Like, whoa. Hey, it's okay for you to like, you know, work on some stuff, but this might take you to a whole nother level. And we come from the same background. I don't want to see you above me ever. So don't do it, man. Just trust me. Don't do it. That's literally what goes on through these people's heads when they say don't do it. That's why I say never listen to anyone who's never done it because the people who haven't done it are going to tell you not to do it. It's quite simple if you think about it. When I started a channel on YouTube called College Campus Videos, uh, 
at Mizzou. It was getting thousands of views. I was getting recognized everywhere. I was super happy with it. I was like, hell yeah, this is awesome. And I just started making more videos and people started recognizing me more. And then I remember this one time, there was this dick of a neighbor I had in college. His name was Eric. And he was like, he wanted to be a frat star so bad. And like, he came from big time mommy's money. I don't even think his dad was in the picture. I think it was all mommy's money. So she'd send him all new clothes, all cash, everything. And he'd just party all the time. Because, I mean, he honestly did not have much to, like, live for because he's already gotten everything he's wanted. So there was this one I had I did not like him at all, um, but I, I could, like, withstand him. So one time my friend Jonah and hit me up and he's like, can you give me a, give us a ride from the bar? I go, yeah. And I'm like, who's with you? And he told me who was with him and Eric was in there. And I remember I pull up again, guys, I'm giving these people a ride from the, I'm giving them a ride. I'm great friends with Jonah and everyone else in the car, but Eric, not so much. Eric takes the front seat and he's like, he's like, dude, play logic. And I'm like, nah, like I forget. I think I was playing like iced tea at the time or something. I was just playing some iced tea, some whatever I wanted to play. But, and that's another thing. Wait, wait, how about you don't fucking tell somebody who's driving or who owns a speaker to let me DJ or change the song or play this? How about you respect the fact that this person's not only picking you up, but also driving and just let them like, I don't know about you guys. I would never and I have never gotten in someone's car and been like, yo, let me DJ. Oh, you should pl- totally play this song. And I've never like seen someone with a speaker at a party and be like, bro, let me connect to that. Go fuck yourself. What are you talking about? You, they, we wouldn't even have the opportunity to be listening to anything. Anyway, that's a side note. Fuck them all. <laughs> Going back to the subject, I remember at one point he was like, uh, hey, man, so, like, I saw you doing, like, those college campus videos, dude. Like, you honestly should, like, stop making those videos. Like, bro, trust me. Like, trust me. Just you should stop making those videos, like, right away. Like, you shouldn't not make any more. And uh, I was just fuming inside, but I didn't want to... We were all going to the same place, and I didn't want to, like, cause a scene, or I didn't want any friction. I was driving, and he was in the path. He could do whatever. So I just, like, bit my tongue, didn't respond to anything. And this is when I had definitely had less confidence in what I was doing, not to mention myself as a person. And so we're driving... We get home and I was I was just so mad about that and it was just so funny because I kept doing it and I kept getting thousands of, of views and great feedback on it. It was just funny because it was just the frat community that's like not okay with that. They're like, "What? We're paying thousands of dollars to get noticed. What the fuck? Stop doing that, man. Stop standing out. Join a frat or something or something." Uh, dude, that that culture was super like toxic, big time. But there's always going to be the don't do it, people. Don't do it. Don't do it. When someone tells you not to do something, you should genuinely should probably do it. <laughs> I'll hold up. Hold up. Well, that, that, could, that could go south very fast. Let me rephrase that. If there's something you want to do that isn't harmful to you or anybody but can only reap beneficial things and people tell you not to do it, that's when you should do it. I'll give you another example when I first started drop shipping, um, there was this stupid ass, uh, sorry, not to be negative, but there is this spoiled to the fucking brim guy named Spencer from my grade school. And his dad pays for everything for him. He thinks he's a hot shot because he's going to inherit his dad's business. Um, 
probably he seems like an alcoholic again it's 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 I, I notice it's a trend where especially males that come from extremely wealthy families are major alcoholics because they gotta cope with the fact that they don't choose they're not choosing the direction that their life is gonna go it has been decided before birth okay so when they meet other people doing something different or or more specifically when they meet other people who are actually like making something of themselves on their by themselves that's when their insecurity starts to shine out so i didn't talk to this guy literally since grade school i'm talking eighth grade and when i first started drop shipping i remember i hit like twenty thousand dollars and dude he started like messaging me talking all shit in, in snapchat he's like well what's your fucking overhead and all this stuff and then we got in this huge argument and i blocked him funny enough day in the life of a pro drop shipper that video i made a while ago that made me blow up originally had like eight minutes of me dissing this guy because i was so it was the day after that um after that happened that i made that video and i was just dissing his ass so fucking bad uh just because it's just it makes no sense why um I made him so mad. I hadn't talked to you in five years, and this is like going to come at me. But this is someone who is telling me not to keep drop shipping. Don't do it, man. Stop doing that because now that's going to make me look bad. And I don't want to look bad because I'm used to being told that I can uh, – I'm used to getting anything that I want my entire life except what I actually want in life, you know? So there, there's a lot that comes from that. And it's so – that's crazy because the three examples that I have all come from kids who were born into very, very wealthy families. This is weird now that I think about it. And it, it just goes to show you that there's a lot of insecurities in there when you're – when it's, it's one thing to be in a wealthy family, but it's another thing to know that you're always going to be wealthy and your future is decided on how you're going to be wealthy. There's no – in between there like you are going to do what everyone else in the family or you're going to do what's expected of you and what you've been bred to do your entire life so like um i had a third incident that happened when i first started my my course and i was just i i the first time i posted about it i posted about like once or twice and even then i was like feeling weird about it because like i didn't want to be the course guy and i was like the second time i was like um you know there's gonna be this is going to be the last time I talk about this. If you guys want to get in, let me know. This is when I had like 60, 50, 60 people in my course. Uh, now I got like 6,000 just to give perspective. But to get to 6,000, I had to keep going, okay? Well, right when I made that story about how this is the last time I'm going to talk about it, I made like another one a couple days later. And there's this one kid who is from this town. He's much younger than me, born to a very, very wealthy family, of course. And he messages me and he goes... Bro, why are you still posting about this? I thought you said you weren't or something like that. And he was basically telling me to stop posting about the course. And it's just like interesting because if I would have listened to him, I would have stopped at 70 people. And now I got like 7,000 people in this course. And obviously, you guys, you can check. You can um, see. You can see like the repetitiveness in this behavior and the toxicity. And obviously, there's so many more examples I could lay out. But. It generally the don't do it people and why you should never listen to the don't do it people is because it always, always comes back to the fact that they that you are doing something that they want to do and they don't want to see someone else that they know, especially from someone in their own town or their own background, do it because 
whether they're born in a wealthy family or they weren't and they never had the balls to try something, they don't want to see someone like them prosper because it just reminds them that they aren't, essentially. Like that Jack Harlow song, the ones that hate me the most look just like me. You tell me what that means. And I've heard so many different perspectives on it. But it's so significant when I say never listen to anybody who's never done whatever it is you're trying to do. You're going to end up not doing it just like them. I mean, it, it's it's the biggest facts that, you, that I could basically put out into the Internet. Because if I would have listened to all those people, I would have stopped YouTube. I would have stopped drop shipping. And I would have never made, and I would have stopped um, the course sale, uh, making the courses course. I would have stopped. I would have never made simplified drop shipping at the time. It was called simplified Shopify. I would have never done any of these things if I would have listened to any of these people. And these three things is what I do today for a living. So all those people who are listening, just think back about all the times that maybe a teacher told you not to do something, a parent told you not to do something, a friend told you not to do something. And then audit their life and be like, I don't even want this person's life, nor have they done what I'm trying to do. So why would I listen to them? Go find someone who, act, who you actually can listen to be, uh, based on the fact that they've actually done it before. Because, dude, that's just the way, that's just the way it's going to be. That's just the way it's going to be. Uh, in terms of my own self, like, guys, I'm really, like, I'll be honest. I'm, like, really kind of struggling with, like, where I want to go from here. I think I have a good, I, I think I have a, a decent idea of where I want to go, but like, um, I think I need to take the advice I've been given everybody my entire life and just, I need to f- simplify my life because I just got so many things going on in so many different directions. I think um, I know what I need to do inside and I know what I need to do to get there and I know I need to specify my focus instead of spreading it. Which, uh, if you guys have been wondering why I haven't been posting on on YouTube too much, it's because of that. And um, I don't know how much I want to talk about that, but I, I'm trying to transform like my YouTube into something that uh, I'm just trying to reinvent my YouTube, so to speak. And to do that, I got to do certain things. I got to take certain risks. I got to go certain directions. All the while, I got to be, you know, handling the trade situation. I'm working on 5.0. That'll be coming by May 1st and all of this. All the while, I'm, I'm like, looking to move. The virus just fucked me up big time. Virus fucked me up big time. But now with the weather warming up, like, it's so much better. Like, that winter was a dark winter for me. I will be completely honest. Dark winter for me all the way. Oof. And there's so many things going on behind the scenes that I hope to talk to you guys one day about, like some big things, not necessarily positive, but some just like things in my own personal life that I definitely don't want to just like personally put out there, if that makes sense. Uh, there's a lot going on that you guys don't know about, which which explains pretty much all the all the things that have been kind of going on in the past like year, ever since the virus hit. Essentially, even before that, though, it wasn't the cause, but it did activate a lot. So, um, yeah, I just want to let you guys know that I'm just really focusing on 
what to do, where to go. And I feel like I just need to like fully reset my brain somehow, like fully reset. And I've never done hallucinogens or anything like that. I just need to re like, I just need to reset my brain back to pre uh, virus times because the virus really messed me up, especially those like the first three, four months. And then kind of in the winter, because the weird thing is where I live, there weren't as strict as I'm actually, this is probably everywhere. The big restrictions came in like October, November, December. And then like not having, not seeing any family for like Christmas or new year or, or like any of these holidays. It's, it's definitely bizarre. I think Easter wasn't Easter recently. I don't know. I feel like Easter is probably coming up. I don't know. I can't even keep up with these holidays. And I remember there's a, when being like 15 years old, I remember hearing a tech nine line when he's like, holidays just be another day for me. And I, I was like, damn, like that kind of made me sick to my stomach to think about like not having a holiday be a special day. And then nowadays that's what it basically has become because of the distancing and the virus and all that. But that's besides the point. Um, I just want to let everybody know in this podcast, like, so in, in every direction I've ever taken that has positively affected my life, I've had tons of people telling me not to do it, whether it's in the Instagram comments or Instagram DMs or whatever. You just can't listen to the people telling you not to do it. You can only listen, listen to your intuition telling you to do it, and your intuition is the most powerful. I'm just kind of ready to, like, settle down somewhere for once. You know, jumping around is not good for the head space, that's for sure. So we'll see about that. We'll see about that for sure. I wish, um, I'm just figuring out, like I've talked to you guys about this. Um, well, okay. Yeah. Let me actually, uh, let me actually bring it back to the topic of this thing. The don't do it people. When I dropped out of college and I'm like, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to move to L.A. I'm so excited about this. I was telling everyone at my work after I dropped out, and I remember this one guy who had, who's he's been working there for over 20 years coming up to me and yelling at me saying, you should not have dropped out. You need to get your ass back in college and all this. See, another person, and if I would have never moved to L.A., I would have never became an Uber driver, and I would have never had the financial freedom to pursue dropshipping, which led me into where I am today. But it all started with me following that intuition to go to California and this guy was telling me not to go to California and so were my parents and so was everyone at work basically except one shout out Joe but I hope you guys can see knowing the way my life has played out so far that the don't do it people almost held me back in like every single part of of uh of my life just because they themselves didn't want to see someone that they know go above them and the and misery loves company you know they're gonna they're gonna, when you try to do this when people you, you might lose some friends you might lose some family i mean if you're following your intuition you really want to know what you're doing because if you know what you're doing you're gonna have the confidence to tune all those other people out all those other people trying to doubt you because they doubted themselves somewhere along the way they doubted themselves somewhere along the way but man Man, oh man, consistency is the, is the key to basically everything in life. That's what I've learned. And that's why I haven't been happy with myself, 
with my consistency on YouTube ever since I took that break off of social media because it kind of like gave me just like this relaxed feeling and just like having my mind consumed with stocks all the time. And the thing with stocks is I love trading stocks a lot, but a lot of times it can mess with your head because like right now we're experiencing a big down day, right? Big down day, but, and it will, I try my hardest to not have my emotions be affected by uh, the money. Especially with crypto, absolutely not. Like I have zero, like I've lost like 60,000 in one day and it would just bounce right back up in the following day. So like even when it went down 60,000 or whatever in one day, I wasn't really, I wasn't worried even a little bit because I understand that crypto's values pretty much only going up with individual stock picks. It's a little different. So they, that, those can be very, very stressful sometimes. And so like now, um, like I'm still up like significantly. So I'm super happy about that. I think it's a different game when you're playing with only profits. Like I'm only playing with profits at this point in terms of the stocks, but with like like, I, I think it was funny. I was watching one of my podcasts, the start of one a, a couple podcasts ago, and I'm like, oh, yeah, look at CCIV. It's fucking going up like a motherfucker. And that's when it was at, like, $31 or something like that. And for those of you who don't know, I think CCIV right now is at, like, 21 or something. But, yeah, the, the SPAC thing, um, these high-risk, high-reward ones have been definitely messing with my emotions, but not as much as most people, which I'm happy about. It's just after after being up for so long, now I'm losing money. It's just like, okay, got to have the confidence to buy when it's down. And I've been buying while it's down for sure. Uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens because it, it's hard to have a market crash when you have the fucking Fed behind everything. But I don't want to get too, too deep into like um, the specifics, the specifics of, and technicalities of stocks and stuff. I think I'm going to do a podcast soon about the dumbest purchases I've ever made. Because I've wasted a lot of money before I before I got into investing. Because that's the thing. You keep a large cash balance in your bank, you're going to be tempted to spend that. If, if most of your money is in investments, like uh, uh, cash poor, so to speak, you can't really just like blow it on whatever the fuck you want. You actually think, you think a little harder about those purchases. Think a lot harder about those purchases. And uh, I guess continuing on that, I think... There isn't too many people that I follow that I get pure, like, inspiration from. A lot of it is, you know, and I know I'm definitely a victim of this. I definitely do this, too. It's, like, showing off or, like, uh, virtue signaling or da-da-da-da or this. And there's there's not too many people that, like, truly inspire me that I follow on Instagram, like, and when I say inspire, I don't mean to offend anybody that I follow at all. Like, don't think that if you're watching this. What I'm specifically saying is someone that I truly like am just flabbergasted away by the po- by this human has shown me the possibilities are endless in life. People like Joe Rogan, David Goggins, Danny Duncan, I will say Danny Duncan because Danny Duncan is a perfect representation of you can be a multi-multi-millionaire remaining yourself 100% and never selling out. And yeah, guys, that's uh, that's actually, I'll talk about it. That's a big reason that I had to take a month off from, um, from the YouTube and social media is because like I did a video, like I'll, I'll be honest with you guys, I did a video for Alibaba and Commerce HQ and those two were paid. And 
the Converse HQ one was intriguing. The Alibaba one, I, I hate to say I did for money. And like when I did that, oh, it makes me feel sick to my stomach when I say that. When I did that video for Alibaba, it was like they just wanted me to talk about their March event, which is cool and everything. But like, I don't know. They, they, pay me, they pay me money to do it. And it was like the first time in my entire life that I felt like an actual sellout. And maybe I'm being too hard on myself because it's kind of like a sponsored video or whatever. But like, I don't know, it just made me feel weird. And they had me like censoring comments um, against Alibaba or the Chinese government and all this stuff. And it just kind of made me feel like, ugh. It kind of made me feel disgusting. And then I made the Commerce HQ video. Um, and like, it's a great platform. But I personally, after, after, because that was my real like first reaction review to it. I personally um, would rather use Shopify. That's just me personally. Uh, just because the integrations are way smoother and just a whole variety of reasons. And so that's why I'm thinking about deleting those two videos soon. And I really don't delete videos ever. But I think I want to delete those two videos because I want to remain true to myself. And I never want to have that feeling of feeling like a sellout to like make a video for money. And just to give you perspective... There's been like there's been a company recently that keeps reaching out to me, throwing five thousand dollars right in my face, saying just make this video for us, and then they want me to like make one video a month for five thousand dollars a month, one video for five thousand dollars per video, one month for a year, and I'm say and I'm telling them no, and maybe that sounds dumb to some people, but I'm trying to protect the integrity of not only my channel, but myself as well, because I never want to be a sellout and I never want to get that feeling I was getting in December of 2020 when I was kind of just like for the first time in my entire life making videos for money. I can't do that ever. I never want to do that ever. I never want to do that ever, 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 ever again. And so um, I made that social snowball video, which that's a sick ass app. As a sick ass app, and I know Noah uh, really well, and he did a great job on it. Um, and so that's something that I actually believed in, and he didn't pay me for it. Yeah, it's an affiliate link, or whatever. But I mainly I just did that because I wanted to help Noah out and just get exposure to an actual great app. But even making that video, and let me just make it clear one more time: this is not against Social Snowball at all. But even making that video kind of made me feel weird because I'm like, this isn't necessarily the content that I want to do right now. It's just, it's just not like I never, I personally don't see the big guys ever like doing like an app review. And I personally don't see the big guys like on YouTube in the finance space, such as Beheza. Beheza is my favorite, you well, second favorite YouTuber right now. Danny Duncan's my first, Beheza is my second. Um, I just never see someone like Beheza who is in the finance space, who has mastered it make a video about, you know, how I scaled my store to $1,000 a day. Like, he's well beyond that because at that point, not only are you, like, limiting who you're delivering your video to, but first of all, I just think at this point in life, especially after the virus, like, those videos, for me, they're not, like, that appealing to make. They really aren't. And, like, my passion right now lays with, Crypto trading and stock trading. That's just how it is. Uh, the the dropshipping passion is dying a little bit. And maybe I shouldn't say that, but I, but I got to be honest. It is. 
And uh, that's why I've taken a couple months off of drop shipping. But that's something that that's just a decision that I'm making right now. Yeah, I'm taking a couple months off, but that doesn't mean I'm never going to do it again. I'm just taking a couple months off to recalibrate and reinvent like I was talking about before. And um, even in that instance, a lot of people are saying, don't do that. Don't do that. See, and when I got into stock, so many people don't do it. Don't do it. My uncle lost money. Don't do it. I lost so much money. Don't do it. My mom lost all these people telling me not to do something that they failed at. So why the fuck would I listen to them when I could be listening to my mentor who does it for a living or someone like Umar who does it for a living or someone like Luca who does it for a living? Remember this guys, because you got to know how to group these, these opinions because of the source of the opinion matters way more than the opinion. You got to make, you got to validate someone's opinion before you even like even consider letting it into your emotions or, or, or field of view. Essentially, you got to make sure that what you're doing is what you want to do. And then you got to make sure the facts that you're getting it to support what you want to do is coming from valid sources, basically, if that makes sense. And so like, uh, back to that, when, when I'm taking a break from dropshipping, people are like, don't do that. Don't take a break from dropshipping. And I, I just don't understand any of this mentality of telling people what not to do. Because for me, it makes me want to do it even more. And um, that's why I'm like, in terms of recalibration, I'm like really considering the... What I want to do this summer, do I want to do the 50 states? I've talked about this a lot. 50 states, Florida, Colorado, all three are up in the air. But I'm happy I have this podcast and I'm ready to have some guests on here too. You know, I'm, Jesus Christ, it's been so long since I've had a guest on here because there's just not too many people in St. Louis that um, to have on here. But my friend Parker's hopping on here soon. Really cool guys. Done sold millions in cars ever since he started his exotic car business, and he's got some good stories to tell. This guy's always got the best whips ever. So sick. Um, but once I get to a place like Florida, I think that avenue is going to be explosive. Um, but at the end of the day, I just don't want to spread myself thin in the content that I want to make. I got this podcast. This podcast will never change because this podcast. This podcast isn't like a niche podcast, and I made that clear from the beginning. You know, the podcast is mainly for like just broad, like just it helps people apparently, and I'm happy about that, and that's what keeps me going. That's all I know. It can I can literally talk about anything, and I think you guys know that by now. I can talk about anything, and it seems like you guys will enjoy it. With the YouTube, it's just like, okay, what kind of YouTube videos do I want to make? What kind of YouTuber do I want to be? And that's where I'm at right now. And basically, what I've come up with is I want to do, I want to transform it into a more general finance, money-making lifestyle channel where it fuses two genres on YouTube, vlog and entertainment with finance and how to make money. And that's what I want to do, guys. I want to fuse those two like nobody's done before. 
And that's what I plan on doing. And uh, that's where I'm going to be going from here. And if and people might be might be thinking, don't do it. But um, it's I think that's what's going to make me most happy. And then who knows that make because like doing that, it kind of gives you the opportunity to do either of those if you so choose. So maybe it's just like I'm doing it. I'm like maybe I, the people are liking the vlogs more. Let me just do the vlogs and then take off with the vlog. Boom. Or people are liking the finance more. Let me just do that. But I think like incorporating the two. And just giving my, just giving raw, uh, just raw advice and just try to help people on both of them, whether it be help someone with a laugh or whether it be help someone uh, make money. Either way, I, that's what we're supposed to do on this earth, right? Not only help yourself, but once you help yourself, help the others around you, right? Just help as many people as possible. I mean, I just got this note in the mail and it's three pages long about how and if you're watching this i am going to get that back to you because he sent two photos that he wanted signed too and it's just this long story about how he started drop shipping and he was working at chick-fil-a he's 16 years old and like he literally did like thirteen thousand in a week the other day and um at a 60 percent profit margin and he's just absolutely killing he said he he's telling me he was making like five hundred dollars a month or six hundred dollars a month at chick-fil-a and now this dude's making like 6000 a week profit. And just like just seeing my buddy quit Boeing because of my course or that girl from high school making millions from my course. Um, it like gives me a great feeling inside. And I think that's also the side that a lot of people who are like very anti-course people don't see. It's like, do I make money from the course? Yes. But do a lot of other people make their money back and much, much more. Absolutely. Uh, like the, uh, my filmer and obviously a friend, he, he was telling me how he films for me. Cause I try to pay him to film and he goes, I film for free for you because I would probably still be working at Boeing if it wasn't for you. And it's like such a cool feeling to have like these types of effects on real people around me. And, um, yeah, guys, that's that's just where I'm at right now. And I'm sure all those people had the don't do it people. And I know for a fact they had the don't do it people. I know for a fact so many people just told them, don't do it. You might you might just go above me. Don't do it. All right, guys, I'm going to um, get in some of these questions. But, man, the market really took a dump hard today. Wow, wow, wow. That is wild. That is really wild. Okay. Anyway, let me get back into these questions. Okay. So, again, if you guys want to ask me any questions, it's advicefromscott at gmail.com. So, let's go. David says, Hey, I saw you in a YouTube video about you being Lithuanian. Surprise, I'm Lithuanian as well. But the question, what was your relationship with Lithuania? My great-grandpa, no, I'm sorry, my grandpa was born in Lithuania, and then he came in, and they all migrated to East St. Louis, which at the time was like a big hub for migrants, especially Lithuanians and Germans. And now if you look it up, it's the most dangerous city in the entire nation. East St. Louis is hardcore. 
like big time. You don't mess with East St. Louis. If you do like a little bit of research into East St. Louis, you're gonna be like, whoa, holy shit. Okay. Keaton says, hey, Scott, I was wondering if you have had any issues balancing things in your life like business, family, and friends. How do you balance your time so everyone in those categories gets enough attention as well as having some personal time for yourself to think? Let me know the advice you you have for life balance. Okay. Well, to start off, when I first started, there was no balance. Work came first no matter what. Work, 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 work. And then a transition into my work being like either making YouTube videos and then responding to every comment and responding to every question in my DMs on Facebook, on Instagram, on my other Facebook, on my other Instagram, on LinkedIn, um, anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. There was no balance. It was all work, 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 work. And then, you know, I would see the girlfriend, my, the girlfriend at the time or whatever. And then, um, yeah, just work all day and see her. And that's basically how it went. How do you balance your time? So, so I'm not too close with my family. I want to be. But right now we just aren't, especially with the virus or whatever. And everybody's elsewhere. So that's not an aspect. Um, so my advice to you for life balance is, I guess, meet Kevin's advice which he he has a cutoff time where he works i believe from like 5 a.m no he works like 7 a.m to 3 p.m or something like that and he just sometimes the guy makes like five videos a day and then after three or four p.m whatever his time is he just walks away he does not work on anything after those times which i think i really respect and i think that's a great way to do it because then but i don't have like a, a a family like a wife or a kid or even a dog so i'm not sure if i'm the best to answer that man okay lloyd says do you have any experience with psychedelics and would you recommend them no i have not this guy's trying to sell me on something da, 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 da. so Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong, but Bink, Bikhu says, do you believe in lucid dreaming? When someone says lucid dreaming, I assume they're talking about full control of the dream, knowing you're in a dream. To that of which I would say I've only done it one time in my entire life. And it was when I was like nine. And it was when I was like in literally like second or third grade. And I remember walking around in my dream being like, holy shit, this is a dream. And I, I'm not... Not going to lie, like, one of the first things they did was, like, lift up a girl's skirt. I'm like, what's going on under there? What the fuck's going on under there? Because I had no clue. I was nine years old. Give me a break, guys. Give me a break. Didn't even have the internet, really, back then. But, yeah, it definitely happens, but I'm not um, I'm not the expert in that. So Sanjeev says, why did you move out of 1733? The virus. And that's basically it. That house is not designed well, by the way. Like, the way you, you got to maneuver to get to the deck is very weird. There's a lot of weird things about it, and we're just paying so much money. It's crazy. Hey, Scott, what's your opinion on crypto, Forex, and options trading at the minute? Crypto, sick. Only I'm, I've just been doing resistance lines, simple buys, um, buying and selling. Forex, I definitely don't do. And options trading, I do do. Options trading sick, but um, we're kind of... I'm taking a step back from options trading at the moment because 
the markets have changed, so our strategy is going to uh, be tweaked a little bit where we're going to implement certain uh, other very uh, certain other graphs to help us find the exact lines to win to buy and such. So, Ralph, this is going to be the last one. Ralph says, what do you think happens after we die? Like, do we become another human? Do our souls are protected towards... Do our souls are projected towards dogs, birds, and plants. I'm really curious about your answer. Happens after you die. I think it's just like, I think honestly life is just an endless journey of fusing with God himself and our brains can literally, or we're built to not conceive. Like, do you think, I'm not saying we're in a a virtual landscape or whatever, but do you think a Sims character's brain or programming can even fathom that there's a creator outside of this world that it, it that it's in. It's not coded for it. Just like our brains are not coded to understand what happens after life. We can contemplate what happens after life. I, I don't think we become another human. I honestly think that we just, I think we, the whole journey is, is to keep leveling up and, and purifying our soul. And in the third dimension, we're at a constant struggle between good and evil. And the, the one and only goal while we're here is to give, is to have a, the soul lighter than a feather, right? And so to help people around us to not harm others and to definitely not harm weak people, but to uh, to help weak people and and help the, just help everybody and help yourself, of course, and just be a good person. That's what's going to get you to the fourth dimension, which could be heaven. And then from heaven, there might be, you know, a new challenge that could ascend us to the fifth and sixth and so on and so forth. But anyway, guys, that's the end of this podcast. I'm not going to try to force them to an hour. If I if I got nothing else to say after an hour, I'm probably just going to cut it here. So 40 minutes. Thank you guys so much for watching. I appreciate it big time. The consistency is big time coming back now that I've gone through uh, what I've gone through these pa- this past month and a half for sure, but uh, just in general because holy shit, that past month and a half, guys, wow. That, uh, especially the past like month, was really difficult in, in my head. And I'm happy to be out of that weird funk that I went through. So I appreciate you all. Thank you so much. If you guys have made it to the end, comment the end game. Not the end gang, the end game. Because I think there's like a movie called that. I just like seeing how many people actually make it to the end of these things. So thank you guys. End game in the comments. Peace.